Mm, praise God. Thank you. Wasn't it exciting to see young Elijah up there on, on base today? Wow, really, please encourage him. You know, when you get a chance and you see him, really, that's so good to see our young people coming up and, and playing. Uh, well, I want to straight get into, due to time as well, I want to get straight get into uh, uh, our, our message today. And this will be a six-part series. And when I say six parts, meaning six weeks, we're going to be speaking about uh, aspects of consecration, right? Uh, you heard earlier about, the, about uh, how this had how this had come about. It wasn't something that we had planned. It wasn't something that we had even thought of. But how good it is to know that God has plans. And as he unveils to us, we have only one option. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's the only option we have, to say yes and to, and to obey that. So that's what we're doing. And uh, I, 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 this would be great for us to do this as an annual thing. And... And you know what's so wonderful? I mean, Chris and I we were just we were just chatting. Uh, I think was it today or yesterday? I can't remember. But the way it's been planned out of our fast came, you know, uh, a, a word that Tendai had given us and said that you know uh, she spoke more about the context of fasting and you know forty days of fasting and prayer for the for the leadership as such, and as we as as the elders. Uh, considered that we be, and as we be, began to pray into it, we felt that it it had it had more the context of actually really setting aside um, our time for the Lord. So those who wanted to fast, those who want to fast, you can fast through the forty days, right? Starting from today, you can fast through forty days. You can give up anything that you feel you want to give up because consecration is. To, set, to, to put things aside, it is to purify yourself as well during this time. And, and I, I really believe the more and more I continued to just seek the Lord over it, the more I felt this is such an ordained time for us, for you and I. But it is for you as an individual. So as, as an individual, it is important for you to begin to experience and sense what it is that you feel the Lord is, is speaking to you about, right? What, what is he wanting to do in your own life personally? What is, he, what is he saying? What is he wanting you to respond to? So individually, you need to figure this out. You know, there was a, we, we were told individually we needed, to, we needed to figure out whether we needed to get vaccinated or not, correct? And unfortunately, that decision caused a whole bunch of of uh, division. It caused many to second guess other people, right? It caused so much. It caused strife. It caused all of that. But this is a time where I feel God wants to redeem that. He wants to pull everything together as we come and as we consecrate and as, as we repent before Him and as we say, Lord, bring the unity that we're all about. Bring that in. Cause that. Cause that to take place. Cause that to happen within our midst. So we've got to be really desperate about it, church. How many here are desperate for God? I mean, come on. Let me ask you one more time. How many here are desperate for God? Right? And, and it's not, 
you know, you might be wondering now, should I put my hands up or should I not? Should I this or should I? What, what if I don't, you know, am I then saying? No, God, God knows your heart as well. This is not a time for, me, for us to, to bring shame upon anyone. This is not it. But the reason why I ask that and the reason why I ask for a response is this. Whatever we respond will impact the way our minds begin to think. That's how our brain begins to operate. Right? So when you respond and when you say yes, something clicks inside. And it begins to create the pathway for you and I to begin to respond with. And so when, when, when a question is asked by myself or anyone else, just respond as you feel the Lord is wanting you to respond. And sometimes, you know, I was reading this, I was, I was, I was reading a book on from barrenness to fruitfulness, right? And as I was reading that, the writer said this, faith it, faith it until it happens. Faith it till it happens. Faith it till it happens. So even if you don't believe that, some of us may, may be feeling barren in a sense that we are, we are, we're not bearing fruits. So if you ask yourself, now I've been a, a, a believer for 10 years, 5 years, 20 years, 25 years, a year, 2 years, but what fruit am I bearing? So if the Lord comes to you, and if he were to ask you, okay, what's your fruits? Show me your fruits. Like the parable of the talents, for instance. When the person came and asked, what did they, what, what were they able to show? What were they able to display? So God will come, and he will ask us, what is it? Where's your fruit? What's your fruit like? And he begins to examine that. And as he begins to examine that, take this, these next 40 days to allow the Lord to come deep into your heart. Pray the prayer, search me, O God, like the psalmist, and know my heart today. See if there be any wicked way within me. Let this time be such a pivotal time for us to shift into the agenda that God has for us in this season. Not in any other season, but in this season. God wants for us to. So I want to read a few things to you as I feel the Lord wanting to declare over us, right? It is a time of great opportunity. This is what the season is. So I'm making these declarations. I'm prophetically speaking this into the season. It is a season of great opportunity, a season of enlargement and increase is at hand. So it's for you. It's for us. Enlargement of influence in an in, 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 enlargement of influence and an increase in anointing, in favor and blessing. Do I hear an amen? amen? Okay, so when I speak these things out, begin to if 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 you're claiming that, if you're sensing that, then begin to amen for it. Right? Begin to say yes and amen, Lord. Yes and amen, Lord. Now I'm going to say that again. A season of enlargement and increase is at hand. Enlargement of influence and an increase in anointing, favor and blessing. Now, the body of Christ is being invited by the Spirit of the Lord, we as a body, to walk and move in acceleration and miracle power. Amen. Amen. In healing, in soul willing. Soul winning, sorry. Amen. So are you willing? Are you ready? Are we willing? Are we ready? 
So the Holy Spirit is inviting us, right, to a whole new level of ministry of empowerment and anointing. And I believe these, these, the 40-day the, the season, this 40-day season of consecration uh, will, will help us focus and it'll help us, it'll help prepare us for that. So he's ready once again to expand our sphere of influence in the world. And he's inviting anyone, anyone who is willing to partake in preparation for this, right? It's going to take an expansion of our foundations in Christ and his words. So Bible focus. I will be going through some very basic stuff. And you might be thinking, man, this is, it's, it's basic. But you know what's going to happen? I'm going to dig so deep. Right? So you're going to hear Greek words flying from left, right, and center. Right? And you're going to hopefully understand that. But we want to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Right? We want to peel layers upon layers. We want to re- revisit the foundations in which we had initially built our faith on. Hallelujah. Because it's a season that, that demands that. Right? Remember, remember the word of the Lord that says, even the elect will be drawn away. That's you and I. Even the elect, even people like us can be drawn away. So how much deeper and how much more certain and sure should we be? Right? So, praise God. So, let's, let's, let's examine, you know, our, 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 our theology. Right? Let's surrender a whole lot more to Him. That's right. Let's surrender a whole lot more to Him. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's, let's receive more and more of His anointing, more of His grace, His divine influence upon our lives. Right? Amen. And more than anything else, it's this friendship with Him. Right? A deep friendship with Him that I can call Him my friend. Amen. Not just my Lord and Savior, but my friend. You know, my friend. And sometimes it's so good to peel away everything and just worship the Lord with just one or two instruments and seeing that rawness. Where do we place ourselves? How do we sense God? How do we experience His, His, His presence? So there are some verses that I, I want to I share with us in, in Isaiah 54, verse 2 to 3, it says, Enlarge the place of your tents. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Why don't read that with me? Spare not. Lengthen your cords. Can you read it with me as well? You can see that there. Oh, cool. Great. Uh, let's, let's, let's read that from the start. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Spare not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs, for you will spread abroad to right and to the left, and your descendants will possess nations and will resettle the desolate cities. The Lord gave us this word in 2013. And hence we moved into the space here. From right over there, we moved into this space. And you know what needed to happen? What needed to happen was parable needed to move out the bookstore that was here. And so we released them because, because they weren't doing uh, well financially, largely due to you know, the move of the digital form of books, 
right? More and more people were buying from Amazon. More and more people were getting into e-books and all of that. So, so the bookstore wasn't doing well. And, and then the Lord gave us this at a, at a pivotal time. And you've heard me share this, right? That we had, we owned, we owned this building, but we did not possess all of it. Right, so sometimes we own promises. And so that's what the Lord was saying. You may own a promise and you may be declaring and you may be standing on a promise, but have you really possessed it? So what does possessing a promise mean? So during this 40 days, folks, I want us to really begin to examine the promise that he's given you because it is for you and your family. It is for your, it is for your kids and your grandkids. That's what the promise is. It is not over yet, please. Don't ever think it's over yet for you. It's only starting. Because, and that's the beauty of the Lord, that every season He begins to unveil something to you. So, you, so, so whatever it is, He will restore that back to you. Say, whatever it is, He will restore to me. Say, whatever it is, He will restore that to me. That's, that's the beauty of the Lord we serve, right? If you look at Job, so these are some things that I, I, I hope you could either take a photo of it or just write it down. So Job, during your entire 40 days, read these chapters. Read chapter, uh, Job chapter 29. Guys, this is... Okay. Can I... Am I able to control it or... Okay. So it was just frozen, I think. Um, so the next one is, is Matthew chapter, sorry, Matthew chapter 4. So read through the entire chapter of Matthew chapter 4. This describes Jesus' Jesus's time in the wilderness and how he came forth in power, that he also will come forth in power. Matthew 10, 1 to 8 speaks of the apostolic anointing. This is being offered to you and I. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Mark 16. We know that as the commissioning, right? We will walk in a fuller measure of this in this coming season. Acts chapter 1, 8. But you will receive power. How about us saying, this, saying it this way? But we will receive power. Let's, let's read that. But we will receive power. Dunamis, miracle working God power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon us and we shall be witnesses even unto the remotest parts of the earth. Amen. Acts 4.33 And with great power the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and abundant grace was upon them. So notice that, the, notice that great power, great grace and then there was great provision. Right? In verse 34. If you read verse 34 it says there was great provision. Right? Psalms 91 this psalm now speaks of a supernatural protection that comes from abiding as we abide. It's our theme this year. The Lord will conquer warfare, issues in our lives and ministry during this season. So these 40 days, it's not just a time that we feel we needed to fill in, this, in, the, in, in, in our calendar, but it's a God-ordained time for us, church. And if we, and, and if we keep it there, then... And if we begin to focus on that, we'll begin to realize that this is, this, this is, 
this is going to be such a pivotal time for us. Amen? Uh, the next verse, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. Now Jabez called unto God, unto the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border. We know this as Jabez, the Jabez prayer, right? And enlarge my borders, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I might not cause harm. And God granted him what he requested. What he requested. Colossians chapter 3, 1 to 4. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. Amazing, isn't it? That when Christ, who is our life, when Christ, who is, who is, our, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. That's... What's going to be happening? That we will be revealed with him in glory. The next one is Psalm 110, verse 2 and 3. The Lord will stretch forth your strong scepter from Zion, saying, rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people will volunteer freely in the day of your power, in holy array from the womb of the dawn. Your youth are as to you as due. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2. Now it shall be that if you diligently, diligently obey the Lord your God, all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. So read through Deuteronomy chapter 28. Joshua, this is, I feel, a real pivotal verse. Joshua chapter 3, verse 5 says, Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Amen. Consecrate. Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders before you. Now this was when they had, they, they camped for three days at the Acacia Grove, right? Before crossing over the Jordan. And during that time, as they, as they camped there, you know, you know, Acacia, Acacia wood is supposedly a, a, a very durable timber. It's, it's, it's durable, the tree, it's, it's a durable tree. And so camping there was a way that the Lord was wanting the Israelites to be a durable people. He was dealing with them because they were about to cross the Jordan and begin to face all of the ites. Right, the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Parasites, and the, all of the other ites that he was, that they were gonna, that they needed to dispossess. Right, it said that the word of the Lord says that they needed to dispossess these nations and to possess the promised land that was there. So God needed to make them into a people that were durable, that was that that knew that they could trust the Lord. So you and I need to be that. We need to clear ourselves. We need to dispossess ourselves of shame, of guilt, of unforgiveness, of offense, of division, of a lack of faith. 
Maybe we've prayed and prayed and prayed for certain things and we haven't seen that. Let's dispossess that and take on what God has promised you. What He has promised you. So let these 40 days be that, be a time where things are being renewed to you. Things are being added to you. Things are, you, you find yourself being repositioned. Right? And He's going to speak so many different things to you. So take that. Take these moments. There are, going to be day, there are going to be days where we will have a reading in the morning. We're going to be reading the Psalms at 7.30 in the morning. There's going to be a public reading. You will receive an, an, an invite, right, to log on to that, right? We'll make sure that it, it, it's, it will be linked to our community Facebook page as well. And then there will be a reading in the afternoon. So it's just like during the times of Haggai and Ezra where they had public reading out there. And they read, I think in Ezra it says that they read throughout the entire day. Right? For hours and hours and hours they read the word of God. So ours will be only about 10 minutes. And then in the afternoon it will be about 12 to 15 minutes. But we're going through the book of the Gospel of John. The book of Acts. The book of Revelation. So we'll be reading all of that through 30 days. 30 days of, of, of actually reading together. Right? And then we will be reading the Psalms in the, in the morning as well. So all of that, you, you may have already been emailed. If not, the email would be coming ASAP. If not by, by tomorrow. I, I, I think you would have already received. Have you, have you guys received an email stating about the reading at all? No? Oh, okay. So you're gonna, you, should be, you should be getting one by, by tomorrow. Or oh, if not, maybe even by today. Amen? So praise God. Wonderful. So here's a strategy that I, I want you to consider, right? I, I want you to consider this, this strategy through this entire 40 days. One is spend extra time each day in worship and, and declaration of Christ's lordship and kingship over your life. Your ministry, your church, your business, your universities, your place of work. Right. So, and then the next is go through scriptures. The scriptures that, that I've given you already, right? Daily meditating on and praying through each portion. Decreeing the promises over your life. And again, your ministry, your church, your business, your school, wherever, wherever you are. The more faith will be released, right? More and more faith will will be released. The more you meditate on and pray through the promises, more faith is going to be released. Right? The promises will then become woven into the fiber of your being and also established in the heart of your ministry, your church, your business, your school, wherever you are. Hallelujah. His word does not return void, but it accomplishes his purposes. Amen? Amen? Fantastic. The next is, ask the Lord if you are to fast during this time. Now, I would suggest fasting a certain type of food, something that you really like, or quitting something else, fasting from something else. Again, remember, it does not necessarily need just to be about food. It could be about anything else that you find that the Lord... Now, Fasting 40 days is something I know Jesus did, right? And sometimes some people, 
you know, we we have this uh, we have this, this 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 discussion in a sense that did he fast from food or did he also fast from water? And you know, the jury is still out, I think, on this. But but many believe it is just food and not water that he did drink water, but not food, right? And fasting forty days. It's not an easy task, folks. It's not an easy task. I, I did it once. And it was one of the most powerful experiences I've had. And then I did another for 30 days. And both had very significant breakthroughs. Right? But the Lord led me into that. It's not something that you just wake up and say, such a dandy good idea, let me just fast 40 days. You know, the Lord needs to lead you, lead you into that. And sometimes there's a compelling, there's a compelling need that he puts before you and I, right? And if he does, go for it. Don't limit yourself. Don't, don't ever limit yourself. Jesus paved the way for us. Amen? Pray in tongues each day. I would suggest a minimum of 15 minutes in focus time. Spend time soaking, you know, just putting on some instrumental music and just, just wait, just receive by faith. Just sit and just wait. Receive by, by faith the fresh anointing, wisdom and blessings for this, next, for this next season. Journal any insights the Lord gives you during this time. Now, I'm going to leave you with just a couple more points and then I will... I will share the second part of today's message next week, right? So what is consecration? Consecration is the amount of our unconditional surrender to God. This is what consecration is. So during this time, what am I surrendering to Him? Is my surrender conditional? Lord, if you do this, I will surrender, and you know, provided you do this for me. Oh is, your, oh, is our surrender unconditional? Whatever it is, Lord, I surrender. How does the song go? I, I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Him, my blessed Savior. I surrender some. Isn't that, isn't that what we do at the end? So we, we start with saying, I surrender all. I surrender all. That's right. Take my life. And consecrated. Come on, Brian. I'm sure you know that. Take. <laughs> He's too young. Praise God. Amen. So consecration is. Oh, thank you for that. Con- consecration is 
is the amount of our unconditional surrender. And here, as I mentioned, this pivotal verse here, then Joshua said to the people, consecrate meaning, consecrate meaning, devote abundantly and completely yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Imagine that. The Lord's going to do wonders through you and I. But it requires for us to consecrate it. It requires for us to devote abundantly and completely. So if I ask you, I mean, just, just to put it out there, from a scale of 1 to 10, don't, I'm not asking for anyone to raise your hands, but think about this. From a scale of 1 to 10, where do you see your surrender? 1 being the least, 10 being the most. Are you midway? Are you three-quarter way? No, no, don't answer me. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So think, think, think about that and see where, where, are, where are you at in, in the sense of this, this, this complete surrender, our complete devotion to the Lord. Because for tomorrow, He wants to do great wonders among you, right? Exodus chapter 32, verse 29. Where do you think... You know, the scripture is all about this. Consecrate is, 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 is a word that we've used only in, 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 in the olden times. In today's day and age, in our language today, in our vernacular today, we hardly use the word consecrate, right? But look in Exodus chapter 32, verse 29a. It says this, that, that then Moses said, consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, that he may bestow or that he may Put upon you a blessing this day. So as you consecrate, something begins to happen. That's just the, that's just the, the norm. That's just what happens as you and I begin to do that, right? Now, the next verse, it says this in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 1a and 5b. Furthermore, King David said to all the assembly, right? To all the assembly, who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord? So as he's asking all of us here today, who's willing to consecrate himself or herself to the Lord? That's what's before us as we begin today. Are you willing? Who is willing? That's whom he's looking for, folks. He's giving us a return of investment that is beyond our wildest imagination. That if we begin to invest, it's not going to be like cryptocurrency that just crashed, but it's going to be our riches in heaven. The return is going to be something that you may not have even experienced. You know, how many here feel that you are yet to experience the things that you have desired in your heart, in the things of the Lord? Come on, in the things of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So the first, the, the first, the first S, the first stage in consecration is really examining what salvation is. And when we talk about salvation, so salvation is the starting point of a life 
of consecration, right? Salvation, being born again. So salvation requires a person to be born of the Spirit to enter the kingdom of? Amen. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, right? So as we look at John chapter 3, verse 3 to 7, I just want to share, I want to, I'm going to land with this today and I won't go through anything else. But I want us to just have a, have a look at this, at this verse. This is a fairly pivotal verse in terms of our salvation. You know, we're born again, we're saved. But what does this really mean when Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, and, and Jesus answered him and said, Truly, truly, I say to you that unless one is born, right, born, and, and the Greek word here is genoa, right, which is an Aorist passive subject, subjunctive, which means to conceive offspring to bring forth, to conceive an offspring or to bring forth. So it, it is, when we, when we use the word passive meaning, it is not something that you do, but it is done to you. So that's the passive form that it is done to us, right? And subjunct, subjunctive meaning, there is a subjective element to this, right? So it's subjective. And, and then it says here again, born again, which is the Greek word anathen, which means from above, from a higher place. So we are born from above, from a higher place. And that he cannot, unless you are born again, you cannot see, meaning the word idol, you cannot see this. You, 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 you can't visualize it, right? And what can't you visualize? The kingdom of God. You can't visualize God's kingdom. So Nicodemus then said to him, how can a man be born when he is of old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born, uses the same word, janao, janao, of what? Of water and spirit. So what is being born of water and of spirit mean? You know, being born of water is basically our natural birth. Because when, when a child is given birth to, what happens? The water bag is broken, right? So that's the context of being born of water. And then comes now the second aspect, which is born of the Spirit. So only if I'm born of the Spirit will I actually really be able to see the kingdom of God. So when you are born into, quote-unquote, a Christian family, but you've never really experienced a born-again experience where you've not been born of the Spirit, you will never see the kingdom of God. Right? And it says here, he cannot enter, meaning he cannot come into the kingdom of God. Again, now, there is the sense of the active aspect there, right? So if you look at the Aris active, meaning there must be an active pursuing of it. So it is not something that is passive. It is something that you and I need to do, right? He cannot enter into, you can't actively begin to enter into the kingdom, right? Verse 6 says, is that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. 
Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The same Greek word that is used again, right? Anathan, from above, from a higher place. So what I am saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit, meaning cannot receive as one's own to obtain or to be a partaker of the kingdom of God. So we cannot, we cannot receive that, right? And again here is the active aspect, the Greek word kleronomio, which means to receive as one's own. I can't receive the kingdom of God as my own. I can't even really partake or obtain the kingdom of God. But everyone who believes in John, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 1, it says, everyone who believes, pisteo, which is the present active, right? That when you believe, when you, be, when you believe that Jesus is the Christ, who's the Christos, has been born of God. When you, when you believe, when you presently believe, at this point in time, as you are believing it, something begins to happen inside. You can't just say, I once believed, but now, where is your belief? So it needs to be an active aspect. Every moment of the day, I need to be believing. Now, friends, we, you know, we can read this passage over and over again, but if we don't really understand what it really means and what it really implies, we will only live a faith that is extremely superficial. So I'm I, I want to I end with, with this, with this last aspect that says salvation requires a person to be what? Born of the Spirit to enter in order to enter the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. So there are five aspects that we will look at. We will look at salvation. We will look at self. We will look at what it means to be a servant. Right? So as part of our part of our process, part of our 40 days of, of, perp, of uh, consecration, we'll look at what it means to be, a, a, to be a slave, a bond servant before the Lord. So these are all part and parcel of what we're going to be, what we're going to be discovering over these 40 days as we consecrate ourselves. But it starts with salvation first. So I'll share a little bit more next week and venture into the, the, the second aspect of this. But I want us to take some time this morning now. For those of us, I, b I believe that all of us here, you know, you've had a born-again experience. You've said, Jesus, come into my, come into my life and be my, be my savior. I want to I offer, don't, don't worry about it, Simon. I, I want to offer, thank you. I want to offer my, I just want us to be in, in, in quietness right now. Just begin to examine where we are with God in terms of our, of, of our desire to want to do this. Let me go back to, the, to this part here. This first slide. Consecration is the amount of our unconditional surrender to God. Where are we? Where are you this morning as you, as you consider the start of this journey? 
What do you think he is suggesting? I shouldn't even say suggesting, actually demanding. If you know the Lord doesn't suggest things, he demands from us, amen? So if I can invite you, just close your eyes and just begin to consider that. Just take your time. Each Sunday, we want to give you more than a minute or so. Just at the end of us, at the end of the message. Just time for you to surrender. Make, make a commitment. Make a pact with the Lord and say, Lord, this is what I want to surrender. You know, you remember the time that you were saved? Most probably a question that would have been asked is this, that do you really? What, what degree of sinner do you think you are? You know, so many of us, we feel that we don't do, we don't do a lot of evil things or we don't do a lot of bad things. You know, we are, we are good people. We're good people. Yet the word of the Lord says that our good deeds are like filthy rags in the context of in the context of God's righteousness. Amongst ourselves, I'm sure it is, it's good. But in terms of God, it feels like as if it is it's it's filthy rags, and that's how the Lord begins to view that. So again, if I were to put a scale like from one to ten, where you're at that point of salvation. Or even now, where do you think you fit in comparison to God's demand of righteousness? I mean, God's demand of righteousness is, is 100%, and that's the reason why anything less than that, anything that is short of that, needed to be dealt with.
sing just the first verse as our offering to the Lord and saying this Lord I consecrate Just hear you singing. Take my sense of real quietness and reflection, Lord, in quiet reflection before you, Lord, thank you. Begin to come deep, search, Lord, 
Search His Holy Spirit. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart today. so many things that we would love to say, that we desire to say, but there is, there is a, a fear even within our hearts to want to even commit holy or what we perceive to be whole commitment for fear that we will break that, for fear that we will fail you. But today, we want to get rid of that Literally took that failure from us. You died for our inability to fulfill that. That's why you've received, you've revealed, and released your grace upon us. That's why these 40 days are going to be days of encountering your grace, the fullness of your grace. Lord, we want to say that we are tired, so, so, so tired of just having partial victory. Because if we are truly born again, not just born of the flesh, but born of the Spirit today, we see we see the kingdom of heaven. We partake of the kingdom of takers of this kingdom. So we thank you for this. Lord, we pray that we're going to encounter, encounter some more, Father, as you take us deeper into what these passages really mean. Take us deeper. As we meditate upon this, as we reflect on what's been spoken, Father, as we reflect on what the original words imply, Lord, we pray that we can set even other people free and bring them into a truer understanding of what being born again is. And our salvation story as we start to reflect on where we are in that journey of, of salvation. more mature than where we are, my Father, that we will not be afraid to lay hands on the sick and pray, that we will not be afraid to share with someone about you, because we have truly encountered your kingdom, we have truly been saved, we are truly born again, that is born of another kingdom, born of something that is
life. And we embrace that, we receive that, and we thank you in Jesus' name. God bless you, and may his face continue to shine upon you, folks. Make this more than just a song. And you can say, take my life and let it be consecrated just for you. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. God bless you all. Uh, folks, we've got a sign-up sheet for uh, uh, Bible Focus. If you're new to the Casey City Church community, we'd really love to connect with you. So jump to the I'm New section of our website. You can find it up at the top right in the menu section on our website at www.kccity.church. You can fill in the details there and we'll look forward to being in touch with you. And if you scroll down to the bottom of that page, you can also subscribe to our newsletter and stay up with the latest of what's happening every week at Casey City Church.